We have a very important topic for you today, uh, and that is, what issues should I consider if my spouse has passed away? So definitely not a fun topic to talk about, but um, in, in the world of retirement planning and what we do, it's part of it's part of the deal, and we have to understand the different processes uh, when it comes to a spouse passing away. We have to understand all the different things that we need to think about, not just investments, but uh, insurance, uh, cash flow, uh, estate planning, taxes, all these different things. And so what what is nice is that we have a nice checklist that helps us remember all these different little items that we're going to walk you through today. And again, not to be morbid, but really just to help you think and think it through so you do have a resource if that time does come around. Yeah. And, and we also have a checklist that talks about if a parent passes away. So if that's the case and you're listening to this and you're thinking, I need that as well, because there's a couple different kinds of things that you have to consider if a, if a parent versus a spouse. So keep that in mind. We do have a blog written on this. We have the checklist. We'll tell you uh, throughout the show that you can get that. We're glad to provide it. All you have to do is contact us at the office and you can get a copy of these. Again, we like Mer said, we just think this is such an important topic. If you're listening to this and you think, oh, man, I'd love to have a quick conversation with you guys, just go to the website, pomwealth.net. Go to the top right-hand corner, click on Schedule Call. Our calendar comes right up. You can schedule a call with us. It is completely uh, no obligation, complimentary, and we're glad to walk you through and, and, and answer any questions we can. Before we get into this episode, though, we do have to do a very quick disclosure. That's right. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. Welcome, everyone, to Secure Your Retirement. We are very happy that uh, uh, you are able to join our podcast today. Uh, we do have a topic, though, uh, that maybe doesn't sound fun at first, but yet it's something that's necessary for us to talk about. And it's really kind of around this idea of losing a spouse, losing a parent, losing a loved one uh, to death, and then having to say, well, how do I, how do I deal with that? And I will tell you that in our practice, you know, when that is the case, many times a person's mind is just not in the place of knowing that, you know, what are my next steps? How does it work? Because it's just a, a lot of stress out there around this particular issue. And so we have created checklists that a person can get that we provide for our clients. And if you're listening to this and you decide, hey, I'd like to get that checklist, then all you have to do is give our office a call um, and you get all our information there on our website, pomwealth.net. And we'll provide these checklists for you. We just think it's extremely important that we look at this. Ultimately, what we're going to do is we're going to handle this really from the idea of a spouse. And then we'll say, hey, look, here's some things you might think about just understanding that it'll be a little bit different if, if it's a parent, uh, something like that. Then that's, you're going to look at it from a little different angle. But the issues are 
somewhat similar. So we're going to work through these issues. I'll tell you, we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about cash flow. We're going to talk about um, estate settlement issues, insurance issues, tax issues, event investment and asset issues. All of these things are things just to, again, a checklist to say, how do I do it? What should I be thinking about? So we're going to kind of go right into the first one here, which is cash flow and how that can be affected. Yeah. So with cash flow, the important thing that we want to make sure we're thinking through on cash flow is, well, where was the money coming from and are there going to be changes uh, due to the due to my, my spouse passing away and what, what things do I need to be thinking about there? So, um, you know, think through the different income sources that you had, whether it's uh, pensions, social security, income from investments, income from rental properties, whatever it is, you want to get those together in your mind. And where we see cash flow issues and, and things that need to be done uh, typically is you want to review social security. Um, the, the rule is, is that you're not going to continue to get both, uh, but you will usually get the higher of the two. And there's also survivor benefits around social security that you want to understand. But the general rule of thumb is that you're going to get the higher of the two. So there will be a drop of income due to social security. Um, and so, and, and you want to follow through with social security's process on making sure all that transitions smoothly. Um, another common one is, uh, had the, the spouse, this is the, the deceased spouse, were they at what is called the required beginning date? For most people, we're going to know that as required minimum distributions uh, uh, above the, right now, above the age of 73, um, used to be 70 and a half, but now let's go with 73 because that's the current rule. Were they above that age and were they required to take a minimum distribution that year? If so, uh, that is an obligation that you have to fulfill as if you are them, and you would have to take a mandatory withdrawal out of IRA assets, 401k, 403b, different types of pre-tax assets. So just keep that one in mind as well, that if they were going to take an RMD that year, but they passed away, they're still required to take one out, and you have to implement that for them. Uh, that's a that's an important one to think through. Uh, was there a pension involved uh, th through work or through the state government? Uh, and was there any survivorship on that pension? When I say survivorship, uh, a lot of times when we sign up for our pension, when we retire, we have options around what we can do. And different different options result in different amounts. So typically, you can have the single life pension option or annuity option. But that's just on that person's life. And if they were to pass, there is no money that is going to continue on for the surviving spouse. But then oftentimes what we see is that there are survivorship options that are attached to the pension. And it could be you take a while they're living, they get a bit of a reduced amount. But the benefit of that reduced amount is that it carries on for the next person's life if something was to happen to them. So that's what survivorship is called. And it comes in different options. Sometimes it's fully 100 percent survivorships, which means the income amount doesn't change at all. Or it can be 75, 50%, something like that, or a period of time that it pays out. So you want to uh, understand what options were elected with the pension so that you can uh, understand what change of income you're going to have, if any at all, when it comes to that pension. Those are just a few things. But then coming back to if there's rental income, you want to understand where that's coming from. Uh, if there's a property manager involved, all those different things there. Uh, any investment income that was being taken uh, to to cover cash flow, uh, we'll get to that when we get to investment accounts, but that's something that you want to keep in mind. Ultimately, knowing how much you're spending 
and and where that money is coming from and what changes are going to happen uh, due to this life event uh, is really where we want to get our head around is, is going to help us start thinking through all the different issues there. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. All right. So now we've got these estate settlement issues. So there's a couple of different scenarios here that you'd have to think through. First, ultimately, did your spouse die? And again, you could say my parent, if this were a, a parent with a will, and in the will, was there an executor appointed that is alive, okay, and, and is here? If yes, then the executor now is going to need to contact the attorney that helped uh, with the um, uh, with doing writing up the uh, the estate plan. If there was not an attorney that's still around, you can contact a different attorney. A lot of attorneys work in helping people go through probate. They basically say, look, here, we'll help you go through this whole process and make sure everything is done correctly and works uh, in, a, in a good amount of time. So you want to reach out to an attorney to help with that probate issue, especially if there's a lot of assets that are going to go through probate. If the only thing you have that's going to go through probate is a house and you own that house jointly, well, then that's going to be a very easy um, process because you're not going to really have to worry so much about the whole idea of probate. We encourage on that point, by the way, all of our clients to have beneficiary designations, even on their non-IRA, non-401k accounts. So like if you've got an account at Charles Schwab or TD Ameritrade, almost to be Charles Schwab as well, uh, Fidelity or any of those types of places, you can set beneficiaries even on your brokerage accounts. And that just avoids this whole idea of probate. If you're at a bank, you can do the same thing. So that's a little side point there. But what if you, the person passed away and they did not have an executor that was appointed? Well, now, likely at this point, either you or a family member is going to need to be appointed as a an executor, and then they'll have to go through all that and uh, uh, information, and that'll have to go through a little bit of a court proceeding as well. Again, a probate attorney can help you set that up. Um, now, what if we've got more assets, meaning we inherited some money, we've got more assets than what we personally need? There is a feature that we can disclaim a part of our assets if there are contingent beneficiaries set up. And the reason why that might be done is let's pretend that I'm older I, I, and my spouse is leaving me a sizable 401k IRA that I'm going to have to start taking required minimum distributions on at my uh, current scenario would put me in a much higher tax bracket. I could disclaim that down, say, to a, a child or a grandchild. And then when they take those distributions out, it's at a much lower tax bracket. That's just a little thing. That's something you really need to discuss with your financial advisor or a tax attorney, uh, tax uh, CPA, something to, to, to at least consider. Um, there might be accounts that need to have ownership changes. Um, if you inherit an IRA, that's an example. It's going to have to have a new ownership if you're going to take that over. And so that's a really important thing to say is what accounts need to have uh, ownership change. Uh, here's one that's probably not going to be as common. It used to be more common, but 
do I exceed the uh, estate tax guidelines? Right now, as an individual, that's a roughly $12.9 million. For a couple, $25.8 million. If that does, if you are going over that, well, then you're going to have some estate tax issues. Um, what about this? What if you just don't know? Maybe there's some property that you can't identify yet. Maybe you've heard about it. Maybe you forgot about it. What can you do? A couple things here uh, about things that maybe we just wouldn't think about is if the spouse or parent had miles or points on their credit cards, a lot of times you can get those uh, transferred over. Uh, by the way, safety deposit boxes, if for anybody who uses those, it does give us a little caveat here that you need to uh, follow probate rules before opening somebody else's uh, safety deposit box. And then don't forget to search state agencies and unclaimed property sites so that you can say, hey, is there any unclaimed property maybe that's out there so you can get all that taken care of? Another thing to think about is do you need to update your own estate plan now? Because what you had been was going to be leaving it to your spouse. Do you need to update that, rethink that? That is something to uh, consider. And then something that is becoming more and more common is digital assets. Do, are there digital assets? Did the did your spouse, did your parent own Bitcoin, for example? That's a digital asset, and you want to make sure those are preserved and that they, that they pass along as well. Okay, the next big topic uh, when we're considering a the passing of a spouse or a parent is going to be around insurance. Uh, and the number one there is going to be life insurance. Was there any type of life insurance involved? Uh, life insurance is a huge uh, um, and really uh, nice beneficial asset that transfers, the main reason being because it's a tax-free transfer. Uh, so we want to pay attention to uh, where was the life insurance, how much was the life insurance, um, if they were still employed at the time of death, uh, a lot of times there are company life insurance plans that go away at retirement, but if they were still working, they may be under a group life insurance plan that you weren't aware of. So I would check with the uh, the employer for sure. Uh, if the spouse was a veteran, uh, there may be some benefits associated with that when it comes to death and burial benefits, uh, survivorship pensions, any other benefits that came with uh, that, that category. Uh, something to think about was, was the death accidental or work-related? Um, there are insurances uh, under group plans, uh, life insurance, uh, accidental insurances that, again, sometimes we're not aware that we have through our company, uh, but they're there for this reason, to cover the company in all essence. If there was, if there was an accident or work-related death, there are coverages there that you would want to be asking questions around as well. Um was there a minor involved in the scenario? If so, then Social Security survivors' benefits can kick in earlier. There could be benefits for the minor as well. Um, and so there there would be some things to think about there. And again, just coming back to let's take an inventory of all the different insurances that we have. And I would say you always want to know what this is, death or not not death, but you but uh, this is a key time to take a look at all that and see what benefits we may be missing if we're or if we're overlooking anything. All right, our other is tax issues. We'll start off with the home. With the home, the question is, uh, or the thing to consider, is as the way it works on your primary home is I can have capital gains as a couple up to $500,000 currently that I do not have to pay capital gains. That means if I had a home I bought for $500,000 and now it's worth a million, I could sell the home and I pay no capital gains on the $500,000. Well, if I'm only one person, an individual, it's 250000 And so 
if my spouse passed away and I was thinking I was going to sell my house anyway, that might be something to consider because we have a little bit of time to do that, about two years. We just want to make sure we follow the rules there uh, on that. And just, again, something to consider. Um, the other thing is, did you own other property jointly? If so, uh, you will get a step up in basis if we do things correctly on the spouse, what they owned. So let's say you had a rental home, something that was not your primary home, and then you're going to get a step up in basis in the half that they owned. So um, we have a nice flow chart on that. Will you receive an up, uh, um, um, step up in basis? If you were in that situation, we can provide that for you as well. Um, did your uh, spouse pay all their taxes on their income for the year? Uh, that's something that's going to need to be taken care of in the year of death. Um, did you file uh, your taxes married filing jointly? If so, you can continue to file uh, that year uh, in the year your spouse passed away. So keep that in mind. You'll still get that benefit. Are, do you have any dependent children? If so, you might qualify for widow or widower's uh, tax filing status uh, for uh, two years following the year of your spouse's passing, spouse passing away. So again, that this is a good conversation to have with your financial advisor, financial planner, or your CPA or and your CPA. Okay, the next category is going to be investments and asset issues. Um, this could be anything around accounts that were in your spouse's name. So for example, uh, if there were if there were stock accounts in a brokerage account, that's one type of account. If there's stock options or grants with their company, uh, that's another type of category and things you want to be thinking about there. Well, you know, where, where is the money held? Um, and is it easily transferable? Does it get cat? Is it going to, is it going to be a forced cash out? Uh, will there be a step up in basis like Raiden was just talking about on the property? Uh, and so that's one category. Then you've got, did my spouse have any IRA or 401k money, uh, which has beneficiaries attached to it. And typically we see the spouse as the primary beneficiary. So understanding the process of getting it, there's options for the spouse. Uh, and the most common option is that the spouse can actually combine uh, their IRA money uh, with their deceased spouses, but that's not always the answer, but it's, it's a very common one. There's things to think about there that uh, you would want to walk through with your financial advisor as well. Uh, and then any other assets, whether it's, uh, if your spouse owned a business and there was any type of plan in place to uh, uh, cash the spouse out or any type of buy-sell agreements through life insurance or anything like that, um, and any other uh, annuities or illiquid assets, there may be non-pension type annuities that are that are generating income uh, and that, that can also be transferred into the surviving spouse's name, any other illiquid assets that uh, probably transferred through, you know, wills or trust documents like that, or have special uh, transfer on death provisions within them that you would want to review and understand the options there. And this is not an exhaustive list, by the way. There's all types of assets that we deal with, personal property, all these different things that you want to make a nice inventory of and just start tackling one by one. Uh, you know, here's what here's what we have to deal with, and you know, here's here's the process or the how we have learned to transfer each and every one of these. All right, just a couple little wrap-up things here to think about. Um, things that, uh, you know, cybersecurity we talk about all the time. Uh, so some things you want to consider is that uh, your spouse's email accounts, uh, driver's license uh, information, social media accounts. Make sure you've got a, 
uh, if if you're in a place to go ahead and shut those down or make sure that you change passwords, get those kind of things locked in so that uh, nobody's out there trying to steal a, uh, an identity there. Also, notify your credit bureaus that your spouse has passed away. Again, that's just going to help it to make sure nobody's out there trying to, to uh, use their identity or uh, get involved in those particular things. Um, I know we went through this relatively quickly, but I want to reiterate a couple of things. Number one, we've got a blog written on this particular topic. Number two, if you're look, looking at this idea or uh, you're in this situation or you feel like you want to have this information, we do have checklists on all of these that we are more than happy to share with you. So contact our office. If you have questions specifically that you'd like to hop on a call with myself or Merce, you can go to our website, top right-hand corner, click on Schedule Call. Our calendar will come up, and you can schedule that call. We're glad to hop on a 15-minute call. It's no cost to you. It's just a way that we can be able to at least give you some answers. We hope this has been helpful. Again, we'll look forward to talking to you next week. All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.